to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Thursday and welcome back to the show. On today's episode, I want to dive into a topic that Steve Eisenstadt, who is one of the founders of Pacifica, his Instagram is at DreamTending, so you can find that in the show notes, but I wanted to dive into an Instagram series that he puts out called Tending Tuesdays in which he takes certain elements of dream tending and breaks them down and gives little nuggets of wisdom in how to navigate the dream world. And this week's I found really, really fascinating because he was talking about the desire of the dream. So I will read you guys the caption on this Instagram video. He said, what is the dream's desire? Who asks such question? Virtually nobody. More often, the questions people ask are, what does this dream mean? What does this dream have to do with me? That is because most dream work systems are person-centered, the assumption being that every aspect of the dream is a personification of an aspect of the dreamer. How truly limited. What gets missed is the innate genius of the dreaming psyche. Dream-tending journeys a different path. This approach orients around ways of listening and learning from the imaginal intelligence that creates the dream from the beginning. It is here, in the images offered by the dream, that you discover the intent of the dream, its desire. Dreamtending's approach is image-centered. Dream images are like looking glass parables. The more you look, the deeper you see. And what gets reflected from the well of the deep imaginations, intimations, hints of the dream's desires, these cues inform the soul's calling. When informed by the knowledge of the soul, the circumstances of life take a new meaning. You experience the vitality of your authentic calling. When the alignment with your life purpose, your life force strengthens, yes, you will feel emotionally stronger. So instead of looking and tending our dreams from a reductive, personalistic, constricted perspective where we think it's only about us personally and about the I. Eisenstadt is so good at opening up the dream container, taking a much more holistic lens, an imaginal lens, a shamanic lens, and really allowing these images to come to life and to speak to us in a way that is profoundly meaningful without us having to extract the meaning out by squeezing the life out of the dream through dream interpretations per se. Eisenstadt offers a really deep reflective book called Dream Tending. I believe he's working on another book at the present moment. But in this book, Dream Tending, he presents core questions around how to navigate the dream space with a little bit more relational lens 
versus an interpretive lens. And when we get into the relational lens in the dream, what we're starting to do is we're starting to honor the psyche and the images as if it has a life of its own and as if honoring the persons in the objects in the dream as if they have life versus a strictly interpretive lens meaning we might look at the dream images as objects that need scientifically rationalized to fit our ego's desires and so in this book dream tending he presents these two core questions that helps us shift from a interpretive lens to a more relational and reflective lens and that is who is visiting and what is happening and throughout the book he continues to explain how these core questions can shift the whole experience of exploring a dream and I personally love the way that Eisenstadt opens up the dream space because it gives more space from the rational interpretations and reducing the images down to flattened things that stay in the realm of thinking. Instead, he moves the psyche into that relational and reflective place as if you can engage with the material. He says on page 55 that when an image transforms in shape and style and character, we are affected and this offers us a, a chance to see that dream tending is not just a conceptual framework, but an embodied experience. And to me, it's really fascinating where one of the most common symptoms of PTSD is nightmares, but from a conceptual way of looking at psychology, the nightmare is just treated as if a symptom that needs to be fixed as opposed to a message that has a divine source that is wanting to be related to and explored. And so when we start to find ourselves in these very conceptual, rational, very egocentric approaches, what that does is it starts to narrow our perspective and it separates the I, the you, from what Eisenstadt calls the animating spark that actually is originating in the the vastness and the depth of the psyche itself. It isn't just your psyche that is dreaming the dream. It's the psyche. It is the soul, not just your soul, but the soul of the world or the world insold. And so in this Instagram TV, Eisenstadt discusses what it would be like to honor the dream's desire. So if we took a step away from making the dream completely about our personal history or the things that have happened to us in, in the days before the dream, but if we took a chance to listen to the nature of the psyche itself, the psyche that has a life of its own, and the psyche that has meaning that is inherent in the psyche without this need to intricately dissect every single thing about it. We have to realize here that psyche is more than just personal, but it's collective. And so we need to let the images speak 
not just in service to our personal desires and our personal need to know because these certain images make us uncomfortable, the certain ways that the dream is mysterious makes us uncomfortable, but let the dream speak from the inherent meaning that it has and allow the destiny, the purpose, the meaning, the hope to spontaneously arise from giving the dream the ability to animate and move through us. What we do when we take the dream and we squash it down and we just relate it to our personal we find ourselves in more of a freudian type of dream interpretation which is that dreams are just wish fulfillment you know what Jung came along and offered was that there is a divine and religious component to the psychic space that is speaking to us and moving through us and offering us a telos that can allow us to move closer to soul and the soul of the world if we tend to it adequately and the most important thing is to not take the dream images literally but to stay with the feelings of the dream stay with the images and what the images are saying in the dream and not what you want the images to be doing in the dream when we stop looking at ourselves as problems to be solved and instead start to view ourselves as, as great mysteries to be explored and look at the dream that way too. It's not a problem that you have to solve and it is a great mystery and the truth is is that we'll never really truly know the actual meaning of the dream but what, what we can do by tending the dream is move closer to the soul and honor the soul and what the soul is saying for not only you, but for humanity itself. And so Whitmont and Pereira, to quote them, they say, in working with dreams, one may encounter a feeling of profound numinosity and of wonder at the objectivity and the creativity of the unknown entity we call, for lack of a better name, the guiding self. And this is really what Jung and Hillman and Eisenstadt is bringing forward perhaps the psyche, the imaginal realm, as Hillman calls it, has its own desire, and we don't necessarily have to rely on our own desires for the dream to get to know the dream. And so I wanted to dissect desire a little bit because I find desire to be pretty fascinating because desire, if we think about it, it really, it's a factor that moves, it moves us. And so by moving us, desire can give our life direction and meaning. As humans, desire constantly, spontaneously arises, only to be constantly replaced by other desires. So without this continuous stream of desire, there would be no longer any reason to do anything. Life would just kind of grind to a halt. It would just stop. So that is the symptom of boredom or depression. Desire also motivates, and with that movement, the motivation, emotion, that M-O, comes from the Latin movere, meaning to move. And so often our desires are unconsciously aligning ourselves to gain momentum into what Hillman calls the acorn, so the movement of the soul, whether your ego likes it or not. 
imagine if we're doing dream tending, if we are honoring only our personal desires, we are directing the momentum. So we are the ones that are trying to make the dream fit into our personality. But if we started to open that up a little bit and allow the dream's desire to move us, what that does is that moves us closer to the divinity. It moves us closer to the destiny. It moves us closer to the purpose. It moves us closer to the meaning. While we let that spontaneously happen with this certain level of engagement with the dream and I think that's the thing that I'm really interested in working with my clients in particular it's when to know when to be an active participant with psyche and engaging and dialoguing and interacting and moving through and when to sit back and be the passive reflector and to have a little bit more objectivity and start to witness and feel and sense how the dream is moving through us. And I think that creating a relationship with the imaginal realm in the dream world is that nuanced practice of learning how to discriminate like between the active and passive movements that we, our egos, need to participate in. But what I find most of the time, because dreams can fascinate us they can anything in the imaginal realm can fascinate us i think when we get caught in that fascination we cling to the desire to know if, if we really break down the etymology of desire it comes from a latin word i'm gonna butcher this desidere <laughs> meaning to long or to wish for i took two years of latin in high school by the way but that word, the longing and the wish for, derives from de sedere, meaning from the stars. It's almost coming from this original sense of to await what the stars will bring. There is this spontaneous movement that is coming from the psyche if we can respect the information that's coming from soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it, the imaginal, the unknown, the void, being, whatever you want to associate with where dreams come from. But I think that our tendency is to know, the desire to know, to move towards knowing. And I think when it comes to real, what we call gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, gnosis, True gnosis is, I think, holding, knowing, and not knowing are actually the same thing. And so if we're so clung to, to the side of knowing and needing to extract out meaning that we can't leave space for not knowing and mystery, I think that we're doing the, the psychic space, the imaginal realm, a really big disservice and we're missing the whole point of the dream tending process because it's really interesting to watch my clients start to incorporate more imaginal work into their healing because when they really start to trust and create a sense of psychological faith the meaning spontaneously arises as i mentioned before about that divine spark of the psyche itself the meaning is inherent in it and so if there's enough space and there's enough trust in what the images are saying and we're allowing them to unfold oftentimes we don't have to poke and prod at meaning meaning spontaneously comes forward and that's 
that typically just comes from learning how to navigate those psychic realms like I said having the discrimination of knowing when to act when to kind of passively reflect and so I just I wanted to kind of pull this up because I know that I've gotten some inquiries and interests about different parts of the dream tending process and I I will tell you guys that in 2022 I'm going to be incorporating a lot more of the work with the imaginal realm which Hillman considered the unconscious the imaginal realm and so more work with images with dreams or with myth and allowing that to infuse my work in 2022 there's a lot of new changes coming up in in my particular business model so I can't wait to share that with all of you guys but I will save that for another episode and I'll let you guys kind of just digest and stew on this and start to reflect if your desires are starting to swallow the actual desire of the psyche in the dream tending process so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope that you guys have a great weekend and we will talk on Sunday bye guys Thank you.